0: Hello, and welcome to the Sunshine Sound Podcast with your host, Christine Mathias. It's very strange that, to me, nothing gets any kind of context unless you put a kick on it, because you could have arpeggios playing all over the place, and I remember somebody at Open Oscillator was just droning out, man. They were playing these arpeggios and messing with filters and things, and somebody from the bar section... Just screamed out, drop the motherfucking bait! Because they were just like hungry for. It. Just give me something to jump on, you know.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to episode number five of the Sunshine Sound Podcast. Can I just tell you how much I love doing this podcast? I Don't even remember where I came up with this crazy idea, but I'm so glad that I did because it's been a ton of fun and I feel really privileged to be able to spend time with such creative and interesting and inspiring people. So in today's podcast, you're going to hear more about Open Oscillator. So you might remember from my very first episode with Jeff, uh, he's the host and co-founder of that bi-monthly open mic for electronic music. And today's guest is a regular performer, and he shares more about that experience at Open Oscillator and uh, kind of the magic of that event. So you're also going to hear what it's like to spend over 20 years playing in a top 40 cover band, making that transition to electronic music, and also working as a musician in live theater. So I love that in every episode, I hear a completely different perspective on what it means to be a musician, and we all have these really unique experiences that I do didn't even know about these people until I get to uh, sit down and interview them. So, this is a great one, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, so uh in the studio today, I have Ken Santian, also known as Groove Squatch. Dikiri, Dikiri Groove Squatch. <laughs> and Ken is one of my favorite performers mm. at Open Oscillator, oh. so i'm uh, I'm really happy to have him here today. Oh. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, sure <laughs> so tell tell us about Groove Squatch. Like, where did that name come from, and what what is Groove Squatch? Um,
0: I went into the first open oscillator. And Jeff is sitting there with his the sign-up sheet, you know, shake hands. Okay, well, what's your name? Ken. He says, okay, well, do you have, like, a name? I'm like, it's Ken. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. So he writes it down, and I do my thing and, and come to the next open oscillator, walk in, same things. Jeff's got a list. What's your name? Ken. Do you have, like, a name, name? And I was like... It's Ken, I don't, what, what do you mean? <laughs> so he writes it down, and then the third time I go in there, the sign-up sheet's on a table somewhere. So I go up to him, and he's like, yeah, sheet's over there. So I go up to the sheet, and I see Denim Robot and Pretty How Town" and all these hip, cool names. So I thought, well, I want a cool name. <laughs> so I had been up in Seattle for work, and in the airport there's a uh, Sasquatch themed restaurant and stuff so I had that in my head so I just put Groove Squatch.
1: it's perfect yeah
0: and then when he introduced me he's like who's next Groove Squatch? who's that I said oh it's me Ken so he introduced me as Ken again
1: oh man
0: it's like dude I'm Groove Squatch <laughs> now <on>. man <laughs> Ken is dead right <laughs> yeah.
1: so how long how long ago was that that you started using that name
0: I don't remember yeah a couple of years I guess mm-hmm. And then my wife is a graphic artist. Uh, my son has a 3D printer at the house, and my other son were, goes to this place called uh, Maker Place. Oh, yeah. Nice. So she created that. Actually, yeah, she created this artwork, mm-hmm. and she gave the files to my sons, and one of them made the uh, coasters, the wooden coasters. The yeah, other we ones, have one of those. Yeah, I did Very the little cool. Groove Squatch Army Man. Mm-hmm. You know, came up with the keyboard on the... Thing, and then he, he made me these little leather patches. So. <laughs> Suddenly I've cool. got merch and everything just like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's great. So uh, it was just
0: just to be cool like you guys.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, to be I in. <laughs> 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 so how how long have you been... Like, how did you find out about Open Oscillator? And When did you start? I think I
0: went like? on Meetup. Okay, yeah. And originally met all these guys at the Cava Lounge. I think that's when... Um, John Noble was doing fully patched. I oh, don't know okay. if you guys were in it then, but no. Is I that mean, is uh,
1: that the so same is that pretty how town, same guy? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um we did that a couple times and then we were all standing outside once and one of the guys mentioned that I should go to open oscillator. So I looked into that and then ever since then I've been going.
1: Nice. Is that where you started performing?
0: Um or
1: performing I, with as groove squats. Yeah, by myself yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I
0: mean, I've been in cover, you know, I started back in my day in <laughs> uh, just full-on top 40 club dance bands, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just unapologetic, playing the hits. <laughs> and um, this was a long time. I mean, we had to fake our IDs to get in this local club. But I tell you, we played four nights a week, a month at a time. Wow. So we're just chugging away. And I tell you, about three weeks in, man, your band's tight. Uh, You know what I mean? Everybody just, you know what's coming next. And it's it's top 40. And I think you become a better player. I don't want to be elitist or anything, but I think people that come out of that, instead of like a blues dude who... I play the blues, you know. You can't pull 'em out of that and park 'em into a top forty band because, you know, if it's Donna Summer or, you know, this is how old I am. But if it's, <laughs> you know, stray cats and Donna Summer and play that funky music White Boy, then that's what you're playing. You know what I mean? And you've got to you gotta get you gotta get the feel right. If you're playing disco, or if you're playing Funk or rock, or because if you don't if you don't get that feel right, then it people can tell that something's not right. Mm, You know, you've seen bands up there playing, and they're starting this tune. You're like, what is that? And they start singing the lyrics, and you think that's not how that song stopped. (laughs) You know, that doesn't sound right. Mm -hmm. So I think coming out of that, you get this education of trying to play funky funk and disco-y disco. Yeah, I mean you've gotta just play it.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. I think that the cover bands in a way don't get enough credit because when you're playing original music, if you mess it up, no one knows. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But people come to that knowing what the song is supposed to sound like right. and looking for a certain feel.
0: Right. And and um obviously somebody's gonna request the one song <laughs> you don't do or don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. yet. But for the most part, I mean we had a we had about seven or eight guys in there. We had full horns and everything singers and um it was it was pretty good for a while I mean we were chugging away at it pretty good i mean there's good things um also to show how old I am. they had wet t shirt contests mm-hmm. on wednesdays so <laughs> and these ladies were were eager and I think some were like pros. I think they went around mm-hmm. like karaoke people do now. They went they went to hit the wet really? T shirt thing.
1: So wet t shirt thing that was like a thing oh, that happened? Man, <laughs> it
0: was a couple thing. And <laughs> yeah. of course being the band, you know, it ate up part of our set, which was good. But we got to be the judges, oh, you see. Yeah. And I think, you know, they were winning probably a hundred bucks or something. Hmm. So, you know, in 1927, that's a lot of money. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there would be, you know, these girls would give incentive to vote for them, you see. Sure, sure. So, <laughs> So we did our thing. And then, of course, <clears throat> on Friday and Saturday is when the band Girlfriends would come. And, of course, this club wanting to promote, we take a break, and all the TVs are showing video mm, of no. the wet t-shirt contest on Wednesday, <laughs> and us judges, you know, receiving the incentives, uh-huh. and, you know, like, <laughs>
1: what, honey? I oh, you know we God. had to do it, but,
0: you know, just stuff.
1: The rock star lifestyle, Yeah, right. right.
0: <laughs> well, we played this one place, um, and it was... It was, I guess, like they call it a diamond dance or something. It was was this Japanese club where men of a certain age would come and basically pay to dance with girls. But, see, we were more dance and rock oriented. So the owners would get mad because, you know, you must play romantic music (laughs) so that these guys can hold the girl tight and close and, <laughs> you know, just sway, and we're here trying to... And the girls loved it because they got to jump around and dance and not have somebody's hands all over them
1: and mm-hmm. stuff. But, um, this was all in San Diego?
0: No, this was actually L.A.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: And we had this guitar player that was a monster. He had, He was probably 10 years older than us, and he came from China, and he was really ahead of us musically, and man, that guy just schooled us. Because we're playing these hmm. top 40 tunes, yeah. we'd play it and he'd have it by the first verse, hmm. because he was so, oh, it's just, it's two, five, one, and G. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we're like, Who well, what is that you're saying? What? <laughs> and he could call out the, the, the bridge before it showed up. You know, oh, it's either going to be B flat or... Hmm you know f sharp it's he just theory wise he knew everything was teaching us how to count you know coming in on the ends and all these things and he soloed like a monster and actually Mm -hmm. a lot of the solos I do are basically copying him Hmm. wow I don't know where he is now but yeah (laughs) he was he was pretty hot dude he was good to have around because we were just burning through songs the way mm-hmm. he knew them. So that was cool.
1: Wow. So, how long did you do that for?
0: I don't know, 20 years or something. Really?
1: 20 years? Wow. I mean, was it like, was it your full time gig? Mm-mm. So, how are you were managing like playing that many nights a week and also with the day job? Oh, man. I, <laughs> that sounds really I tried it
0: once. I tried yeah. playing at the club and I started work at 5 a.m. Mm. So I thought, well, pfft, I'll just go right to work from here and go in early. i say about 8 o'clock in the morning I had to excuse myself and go home and sleep. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we did this one gig because you're playing in the club and people see you and then, oh, we want you for our wedding. So I don't know who, but somebody booked this wedding. We were in a in a town called Whittier, mm-hmm. and this was in Long Beach. And it was a Saturday afternoon, so we could do both. Mm-hmm. So... That meant Friday night, you pack up everything. And I'm playing a Hammond, which is, Mm. you know, wood, big, beefy thing. And I needed at least three other guys to help me get it on and off stage. Oh, man. So. um,
1: You didn't have like a more portable instrument. (laughs) You had to play the Hammond. Back in my day, yeah.
0: (laughs) And um, so we tore down Friday night, packed it all up. The next morning, we all get up meet somewhere, drive out to Long Beach, set it all up, play our gig, tear it all down, put it in the cars, drive to the club, set it all up, and we realize it's the last Saturday of the gig. So after that, we have to tear it all down again. Oh, man. So I just, I slept real good the next day. (laughs) But it was, it was... It was a cool time.
1: Yeah. So we, th- you said your, uh, was it like a regular place that you were playing then? Yeah. It okay. was like
0: a local place, and you know they had like a, a residency. Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: Oh, nice. We're pretty fun. I mean, it's it's nice to uh, have your stuff set up already. Yeah. You play the gig and you walk out and you go home. The mm-hmm. next day you just walk in, turn it all on, and
1: that does sound nice. Yeah. So that did is... you have practice then or? or no? We
0: would. We were at the point where we would just decide what we're going to do. Hmm. And kind of learn it at sound check time. Wow. And then decide, okay, we're going to do it tonight. Let's just go for it. Yeah. Usually on the Wednesday because it was a light crowd. And if we screwed it up, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> sure. So. And then by Saturday, it'd be really tight, Yeah, right? yeah.
0: You'd just, you know, start churning it into the... And we were very scientific on our sets here because you had to do mm. maybe 8, 10 songs a set
1: how many sets? Four sets. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) So,
0: you know, you start getting punchy at it, you know, because, and and we'd have three tunes in your pocket all the time. Mm. Three tunes went together every time. Okay. Because you want to keep people dancing. Right. So you knew that, you know, one, two, three, this song, these songs in a row. And, you know, after a few weeks, you're just feeling it. You know what comes next. And the drummer hits the sticks and you just jump in. Wow. But we would we would create our set so that we'd start off with something, uh, you know, a hit that was upbeat, and then we'd have we'd have them numbered, and we'd you know start with the fives, and make our way so that when we were at the end of the set, we were on a ten, something that mm-hmm. we knew we did well, something we could play good, it was up tempo, it was popular, and then you take your break. Sure. You know what I mean? You come back next set and you just... Then you can just start bouncing sets around. You know, start with a third set this night, second set the other time. So that way it didn't, you know, yeah, keep yeah. you...
1: Yeah, making a set is is a skill in itself, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, to keep that energy going.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So in so all covers at this time, did you have any kind of... Or anyone in the band have any inclination to do original music? Man. Yeah, you're just not, yeah. Not really.
0: I mean, you know, I don't I don't I mean, we play original music, mm-hmm. but you know, I've I've played music for people who were going to write their hit, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, it it's it's more, you know, I'll facilitate that, but I've played in in other settings where you know, half the set is originals, and almost every time you got to start, with, hey, here's a song I wrote, and it's about, <laughs> you know, and you got to tell right. people what it's about. Yeah. And then they go, oh, that's great, uh, I'm going to go get a beer now, you know, and they play their thing, and, you know, people clap, but, you know, I, I just don't.
1: I know, it's challenging. It's, yeah because yeah. you
0: know i don't I don't really care anymore for the verse verse chorus mm. solo thing. that's mm-hmm. why I like this open oscillator stuff and sure. and just just letting music just play just yeah and and even computer wise when I came down here to San Diego, I didn't play for years, mm-hmm. and then I just went on to Craigslist and found a band that was playing and went out and uh, played with them for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Same thing. It's top 40 bands, stuff. Yeah. And they had some good gigs, though. I mean, we were playing out at Humphreys and uh, Chula Vista Marina pretty regularly. Mm. Same thing, no, no rehearsal. Mm. Just, here's the set list. It's the same old shit that everybody's playing anyway. <laughs> You've played <laughs> yeah. it 10 times with other people. Oh, wow. But after a while... Just got so tired of playing for drunk people. I mean, (laughs) they come up and dance right in front of you, and Mm -hmm. you watch these people walk in all bright-eyed and happy, Mm
1: -hmm. and they're
0: just circling the drain by the end of the night. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you're just Mm -hmm. watching them. And I'm like even closer than I am to you Mm -hmm. now. People Mm -hmm. were. That's. I don't know if you've seen if I've brought that that wooden uh, setup I have sometimes. Yeah. And I built that. So that people wouldn't bump into me. You know, you have this boom mic and it's, you're getting hit in the face with it. Right. I mean, I'm happy people are dancing, but
1: sure.
0: I would play, you know, on this, like th- this keyboard here, but you have no barrier.
1: Yeah.
0: And people were like, and your ladies are handing me their beer so that they can <laughs> dance or put in their purse on my keyboard and stuff. I was like, <laughs> geez, people. But... You know, I just so so then at that point is when I tried to use a um, a laptop. Mm. So I with take the a controller with,
1: with the top forty bands. Yeah,
0: yeah. The controller because it was much lighter, and the laptop, and it was just a nightmare for me because really? um, I forgot the charger once. I had to call my wife. <laughs> you know we're going to be done in a little bit can you you know grab my charger and bring mm-hmm. it down to Chula Vista or the mouse pad got stuck with <laughs> god knows what oh, and 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 it wouldn't really cut through a live drummer or live guitar player and stuff it just didn't to me it didn't have a the presence to it you can get every sound mm-hmm. you wanted but so i just went and bought a cheapy little jv something or other mm-hmm. and you know, just plug that in, and away you go.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you—you you don't like we were talking about staying all night watching these people get <laughs> get more oh. and more drunk. Yeah, I. Yeah, you don't like think about how you have to you have to stay the whole night, even when the oh, crowd yeah. gets out of control. And, and one of the yeah.
0: wives of the band members, what there was a clock behind us. And she would count down the minutes until the set was over and we were done.
1: Why did she stay? I don't know.
0: But he, she helped carry stuff, okay, you know, so yeah. right on to her, mm. man. I'm I'm glad she was there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it just gets to be a chore. Sure. And you're making maybe 80, 100 bucks. Man. And you think, oh, what am I doing here? <laughs> I can't right? play, you know, cool in the gang for mm. 30 more years. Yeah. So... That's when I just said, forget it. I'm not going to do that
1: anymore. Sure. Man, it's just just a shame that even playing that kind of music that's so wanted by, you know, people going out to bars, you can't even make a living doing that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You'd have to run around and, and yeah, we had some guys that came through the band that said, hey, man, it's this band. You know, I've got other bands that I go, I mean, they're playing drums five nights a week.
1: (laughs) Wow. I was like,
0: man, I don't really... Wasn't a priority for me. I mean, it was fun and everything. Sure. But um, you know, I are mean, not gonna get famous. Yeah. <laughs> i actually I'd much rather be a successful mm-hmm. musician than a famous musician. Mm-hmm. I've played with guys and say, Hey man, don't you wanna be famous? It's like, no, not really. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> I just wanna play. And yeah, I've had a yeah. couple past summers where musically things were we're pretty good. Hmm. You know, you'd be driving away from a rehearsal of one thing and someone calls you, Can you come down here and do this? And then you're like, Yeah, and you're just going around town playing stuff. Sure. And it's it's nice. You can still get to go home and uh you know, watch the eleven o'clock news. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Nice. Sure.
0: And and especially now with the equipment being lighter and things you're not carrying an aircraft carrier a <laughs> keyboard with you
1: right yeah
0: which now I don't chase you know the sound of the strings on this song or the synth part on this or the solo on this because you would have to find uh you know a synthesizer that That did that. You'd be chasing keyboards around town saying, well, I got to sound like the radio, so I've got to play, play this. And now that you don't need a specific grand piano sound Mm -hmm. or a Fender Road sound, you just get, you know, a synthesizer and just zone out and make any sound you want.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I like. Yeah, uh, what's so what's happening that, now? Yeah, so what? Uh, the how did you make the switch to the music that you're making now with uh, Groove Squatch? The Squatch.
0: The Squatch. Tunes. Um, I don't know. I I I started getting into the uh, the software thing because I didn't need to perform with a band. Everything was in your headphones or something, and you start getting off into crazier and crazier sounds <laughs> but then you're in that hell of well now i gotta get this vst and i want mm-hmm. you know you start chasing that mm-hmm. you know native instruments mm-hmm. i have stock in them practically I would, <laughs> you know all that <laughs> right. stuff yeah and then um i went online and i bought um a mofo x4 and uh You know, it's got presets, but, you know, there's no grand piano on it. There's no, you know, there's just sounds. So you start just messing with that. And then uh, you don't have to, on my laptop, I have years of the greatest sonic journeys ever. (laughs) But you never go back to them. Right, yeah. So that's when I decided I'm not going to save anything. I'm just going to play stuff. And I like it, and if it's good enough, then I'll try to recreate it again at another time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. instead of, ooh, I'm going to save that. And it sits there for years, and you come back and know, yeah, well, that's kind of crap. Now. <laughs> you know, and at the right. time, it was the best thing ever. Yeah. So I just got away from saving things and just started making whatever came out, and... um now it's it's chasing Open Oscillator. Well, when that show, I've got nothing for Open Oscillator. <laughs> what am I going to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, for me, you know, pretty much Open Oscillator is all I got. <laughs> not, not really. I mean, there's other things I do throughout the year musically. Sure. But I just like the whole idea of it. I'm just glad that, you know, that Jeff and Dan and those guys... It's just a cool little scene oh, there.
1: it's great, and you don't need to like hustle for the gig. It's just there. Yeah, like you just yeah. show up. Yeah.
0: And, and everybody is real accepting. I mean, there mm-hmm. was some wild stuff going oh, on yeah. there.: Oh yeah. And I try to get people to come and just tell them, you have no idea what's going on out there. <laughs> and, and the other thing is, you, you don't know, you don't know who's in there. I mean, there could be some really crazy ass cool people in there that, you know, you can't just discount somebody because he had a bad night or something. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. I've seen every, just about everybody throw their hands up at their stuff. Yeah. I just like, yep. I don't it's know, man, it got yeah. away from me. Yeah. Something's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I see you just cut it, man. Yeah. I don't know where we're at. Yeah. That's the other thing I don't like about playing to laptops. Oh, because you start it's that train, risk. man. Yeah. If you don't, Catch it, then. Right. You throw your hands up. Exactly. And and you do, it.
1: It's it's hard to diagnose on the spot. Mm-hmm. It's like you're playing guitar, string breaks. You see what happens. Yeah. It's like your laptop just stops. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't. It know. looks like everybody's checking their email. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
0: But I mean I, that open oscillator. I mean they accept everything. Yeah. And for a while I was like, come on, man, enough iPhones and laptops. <laughs> but some people put that stuff down and just. Man, they make some wild stuff. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Tim. Tim K. Mm-hmm. You know, he practically pulls the stuff out of his pockets, yeah. puts those two little boxes down, and it's just wild stuff, man. So
1: it's really cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm I'm glad it's it's out there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you sent me one of your tracks. So this oh, one that is called... one is what was it called? That's righteous the righteous dude. dude. Yeah, I really like this one. <laughs> So let's take a pause right here and take a listen to that track.
0: keep calling me. Keep calling me. I
1: never had one lesson track of the uh, the whole uh, Ferris Bueller snippets from it, right?
0: Yeah. That was made using uh, Sony Acid. Did you ever hear of that one? No. One of those many, many um, software DAWs or something. And that's when I started getting into the software stuff and messing around with snippets of samples and things. And then... So I, where
1: where did you get those samples?
0: I think I got them on a soundboard, you know, a website that has soundboards of uh different snippets and stuff. Oh, cool. And um I think I used a um uh, a Korg Triton L E. Remember that funky little keyboard? Yeah. I always yeah. had whatever the prime synthesizer was. I always had the next one down. <laughs> I never had the flagship stuff. All right. But um, then after that, I think with that keyboard came an Ableton LE
1: hmm.
0: disc, and I just it sat for a year. So finally, one day, I thought, well, you know, what is this? And I loaded it up, and as I wrap my head around what what you're doing in Ableton, I thought this is really cool. And that just kind of sent me off into making everything in the box, you know. But I actually made a, a tune on that that is um, Sade, that singer from the 90s. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, that sounds familiar. So I
0: made this remix of it. <laughs> and I put it on SoundCloud. And it's been up there for, I think, eight years and I got likes from it, like, last month. I, it's got oh, so
1: cloud is a trip sometimes. almost yeah.
0: 9,000 listens. Wow. And I've maxed out the downloads from it. And people, you can see from around the world, people are sending me, you know, Guido somebody likes your Sade <laughs> remix. I'm like, really? <laughs> and, yeah, the last I checked was, like, late February or something. And I, I was just doing it just to figure out, what you could do with Ableton. Yeah. But um, it's been up there forever. And I really don't even like it myself, but... (laughs) Isn't that always how it is, though? I guess people put, (laughs) yeah, people put compilations together of, like, all these remixes of an artist they like or something. So it goes into these little, I guess, buckets for people. But after that, I got tired of saving things and coming back to them and updating software and things crashing and so that's when i moved over to the hardware stuff
1: okay because that's when you come to open oscillator now you don't have a laptop so what what mm-hmm. is what is your setup like i don't exactly fortunately know what it is.
0: for me i have the main one i use is the k oscillator um just to capture the audio but um I say, fortunately, I have a a Novation Mini Nova, a Dave Smith Mofo, and a Virus keyboard. But I never, they're not set up together. I never use Mm. them together. They're always, one goes under the bed, one goes in the case, and I play one of them. Okay. And usually that will lead me up to like an open oscillator, and I'll take that one. And then when that's done, I come home and I leave it in the case and I pull out the other one <laughs> and just kind of explore that one and then maybe use that one the next time. And basically just rotate them around. And honestly, for the most, I don't know, some people are analog only or virtual analogs. And for the most part, from what I could hear, they're, they're all pretty close.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just... It's just, I think, your own personal preference, especially in uh, like we talked about, when not wanting to rely on a laptop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. But yeah. have you had any problems live with uh, with your gear?
0: Um, yeah, yeah. On, uh, <laughs> I think it was it was some kind of um, some kind of open oscillator oscillator showcase or somewhere. You got more time than normal, so I did take a couple things. And, you know, I'm doing my thing and suddenly nothing sinks, (laughs) Nothing is syncing up. And, you know, I don't know what to do. I mean, the the arpeggio is going, but when the drums come in, it's just upside down and backwards. So you just (laughs) have to abandon something and, you know, just let the drum track go and do what you can. Mm -hmm. And while I'm tearing down, I realize I didn't put any of my MIDI cables together. So there was no clock going anywhere. That's why, oh. that's why nothing's <laughs> But, you know, who's going to know?
1: No. Yeah. It's a very forgiving <laughs> crowd, too. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think it's that's some of the fun parts is when things get away from people. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's done it. Mm-hmm. I've seen uh, Luis, Delta Sign, just, oh, fuck it. He's, you know, he, mm-hmm. things just get away. And I've seen uh, John just, like. Shout out, I'm going to reboot right now. <laughs> you know, and everybody just kind of hangs tough while, sure. you know, things come back. And I don't see any, any shame in it. No,
1: nope, It's yeah. fun. Yeah, it's a space to explore. Yeah. For sure, yeah. And so when you play an open oscillator, a lot of that is improvised, right?
0: It is to a certain point. I mean, um, I like Jeff's reference of mm-hmm. making a pizza. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I'll work on something at home, You know, you just keep digging away, and then eventually some things come out, and then I just walk away from it, and like I said, I come back, and I try to recreate it from scratch again, and then you walk away from it and say, okay, well, reproduce it again from scratch, and so you have this structure and maybe a a key that you're going to be in and a tempo, and then set it up and jump in and, and try to do what you have been creating for a couple weeks, and sometimes it's slight changes right on the spot. And, you know, I just leave myself, okay, right here I'm going to do a solo mm-hmm. You know, for the most part, and there's other times where, you know, you have no idea what the hell's going to go on. <laughs> and that's, I, I've noticed that, um, and Bobcat mentioned where, I start playing other other songs in the middle of Yeah, yeah. It it's because maybe the chord progressions kind of the same or <laughs> the keys kind of the same and you do a solo and you hear something and you think, "Oh, that's that's the solo to Come Sail Away." You <laughs> right? know, so you just start playing <laughs> it's it great. or something. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's where it takes me and I think it kind of some people will recognize and it kind of pulls them in a little more because they think, oh, I wonder what he's going to play next. You know, I was like, well, oh, I don't know. We'll see.
1: No, it's true because you'll be like having a conversation with someone and you'll be like, did you just play Come Sail Away? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What did I just hear? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's, I think it's it's really cool how you've like pulled in the, like, your experience they're playing just in 40. There. It's I just guess in they're, yeah, they're stuck in there and they come out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so do you, I also feel like, being a keyboard player is is helpful for writing electronic music i mean i see a lot of people have a keyboard in, in some yeah. fashion do you feel like that's that's helpful to to come from that background i don't
0: know i mean like i say going back to tim k man he's mm. just got these funky little boxes mm-hmm. and uh pretty Town. that's true has no... i still
1: don't know what he's doing i but... think he's
0: he's when I first heard him I didn't know what was what what was going on. And then he gave me a CD and I took it home. Eh, eh. Then I came back and saw him perform again and so I I stuck around and it was like trees coming out of the fog or something mm-hmm. you realize, "Oh, wow, man." Yeah. And it, it hits yeah. you and I think I told him that I don't think his CD captures what he's doing. You've got to be there and, and watch it go on. And, um, yeah, everybody in there has just some wild stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I like is you don't know. You see people throwing out, you know, toys and stuff. Yeah. And uh, homemade things, and you just you don't know you don't know who you're messing with in there. Because, I mean, <laughs> you know, somebody could go on and do something great, or, you know, there's some people that are, uh, you know, Malu, she plays the violin. Oh, she yeah. rarely plays op- open oscillator, though, mm-hmm. but she plays other places, and she's very, very busy artist, you know. And, you know, like I say, you're in this group of people, and, and you don't know who you're rubbing shoulders with. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's just this nice little... Soup in there.
1: (laughs) It's true. Yeah, I like it. Do you do you think that you want to take group squatch anywhere else? Like, do you want to? Would you want to do like a full set with with that?
0: Yeah, with the right people. Mm -hmm. I mean, even uh, we we did one of those um, gear swaps. There's all these little offshoots coming out. It's more the the meetup group than just Open Oscillator. But um, I think me and Luis Delta Sign, w- I think we had a drum track going or he was playing something and I was playing bass lines with him. And it was kind of a cool little thing that we just did right on a tabletop right mm-hmm. there. So there's there's uh, fun to be had because I know he had a, um, we called it Cinco de Modular <laughs> out at his little place there on Ocean Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, it was like a room about this big, and you got two or three other people in there, and you're just putting down stuff, and that can get pretty good too. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's enhanced enhanced a little with aromas <laughs> but <laughs> but it you can get some pretty cool things going on with people.
1: Nice, yeah. so you've had some other interesting music projects. Uh, Like I remember, what was that thing you were telling us about with the, is it like a holiday? Oh yeah, that,
0: that, um, the theater stuff. Yeah. Through that top 40 band I was with, the guitar player was part of this. It's called La Pastorella and it's a Christmas play. And I didn't realize it, but I entered it and maybe it's 24th year or something. it's, I think it's the longest running Christmas program in San Diego. So when I caught them, um, they were out at the Lyceum. And that was about 14 shows or something. And it starts off, you know, sweaty people in a rec room, you know, down National City. And I I didn't know what was going on. All I knew was, here, play this music, read your cues. You know, this guy was, you know, the music director was like, you need to be, you know, watching. And if he, the director says something, write it down. So it's just this simple, crazy, weird music. But you have this group of people, about 30 or 40 people, and you're just kind of chugging away at something. And bit by bit it comes together, and then uh, the, the costumes come in, and then you move into the theater, and lighting comes in, and makeup, and sound effects and suddenly you're you're in the middle of it you know what i mean and there's there's uh you know it's downtown it's christmas time mm-hmm. you're out in horton plaza and mm-hmm. you know you're walking through the crowd and you go into the dark theater and there's mm-hmm. you know 300 seats or something and you see people come walking in and you know they have no idea what's in store for them but you know everything but um thing about that is you you have to play it on cue and play it right one time. <laughs> you don't get yeah. to stop and do it over and you know every night sometimes a joke will just everybody's dying laughing at it. The next night goes right over everybody's head. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, they're going to love this one." And you look and it's just blank faces. <laughs> And so yeah. it it's just a crazy thing to be part of this big troop of people all doing something and it's just you know two shows on the weekends and and then suddenly it's just gone hmm. you know and you're like okay well that's over you yeah. know there's no more doing that and then I do another summer one the the author who writes that also does one for Bonita Fest I had never heard of Bonita Fest. Apparently it's going on 40 years. So I went down and did that. And it's it's you know regional theater stuff. It's a lot of kids and grown up and it's kind of very aimed at the Bonita area. All the stories are mm-hmm. about that and it's just you know good clean fun. <laughs> but this guy writes the music, gives me the music. There's always there's always six or eight tunes. And it's it's music I've never heard before.
1: Is it new music every year?
0: Just about, yeah. Wow. And he always will have a, a blues tune in it. He'll have a 3-4 a waltz tune. And basically, he just gives it to me and says, you know, it slowly evolves. It starts with him chugging away on his guitar. And I literally put my phone out there and listen to him play it. Then I take it back and... And we have to let the cast know. Some things I've learned over the years is to let them know it's not him playing guitar anymore. So it's going to have a different feel when I play it on the piano. Then a guitar player comes in, a drummer comes in, and then it's going to have a different feel. So they've always got to kind of morph, and then every tune will get its own personality. And for, like, weeks, i am you know, got this earworm of these kooky little corndog songs in my head, but again, you come out and lights, costumes, makeup, a crowd, and it's play it now. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and if you fall all over it, then you fall all over it. Mm-hmm. But these people are, they're semi-pro, I guess, or they're, you know, a lot of amateur people, but they know enough to keep going. Mm-hmm. Nobody... It's professional love so they just don't stop and stare at you. Or something. <laughs> it's usually it's not my fault. For the most part it's never my fault. <laughs> of <course> but not. <laughs> um, so I like that because you're sitting there turning pages. I mean it's not it's not a gig for you. It's more work for you. But you are you've got your notes and you're if you lose track of where they're at
1: <laughs>
0: you know, and have you know, guys over my shoulder, what's next? What's next? Dude, here it is, you know, this is what's coming. What key is that in? It's like, you know, all these whispers are going on. But um, I like it because it's just, it's not top 40. Nobody's drunk. And it's music I've never, I didn't write it, but I've never heard it before. But it kind of, it's enough that it becomes some of mine. He gives me enough leeway to to take it and kind of morph it and he'll say, can you Elton John this part? Or, and there's times where he, the guy who wrote the music and the play is sitting next to me. And I'm nervous because I've got to play his music in his face. And he's like, I'm just glad you're here, man. I'm nervous too. <laughs> but that's pretty much my musical year right there.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So out of, of all the, the stuff that you've done, what has been your favorite? Like open oscillator, top forty, this theater stuff?
0: Uh, I think the theater stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's cool. But
0: I do like the the open oscillator stuff. I mean, you know, I play just about every single day <laughs> just to make some kind of noise come out.
1: Do you record or just just play? No, just, just play. play keyboards.
0: Yeah, yeah, the synthesizers and, mm-hmm. and um, just it's very strange that to me nothing gets any kind of context unless you put a kick on it because <laughs> you can <laughs> have arpeggios playing sure. all over the place. And I remember somebody at Open Oscillator was just droning out, man. They were playing these arpeggios and messing with filters and things and somebody from the bar section just screamed out, drop the motherfucking beat! Because <laughs> they were just like hungry for it. just give me something to jump on, you know? And um, that, that's the way I see it, is that nothing really has a context to it until you put some kind of rhythm behind it that you can latch on to.
1: Sure, yeah. Yeah. So do you just like do you put it on a drum loop like in Ableton or what? what no, I
0: use, I use um, Electribe okay. for the beats. And then the K oscillator has some beats in it, but yeah, I'll just put something down and then really just the uh, the virus, the virus T.I. synth has a lot of arpeggios on it. So I'll just let that play and tweak and it's like the Pretty Howtown stuff. Eventually mm-hmm. something comes out of the weeds there and starts catching your ear and you latch on the little snippets here and there i'll even do it while me and my wife are folding laundry <laughs> and every now and then she'll walk over and, and tweak a filter nice. or something <laughs> and i'll say did you change that yeah yeah she has no idea what she's doing
1: <laughs> it's nice background music yeah cool cool so if someone wants to listen to some of your music where can they find you on i have on it on the
0: SoundCloud. a lot of it okay. is um More short snippets of things that were more like um, demos of styles. Mm -hmm. And then there's some full length things that I've done years ago and stuff.
1: And that's uh, Groove Squatch?
0: Yeah, my name, Ken Santian and slash Groove Squatch.
1: Cool. Nice. And then are you going to play the next open oscillator? I don't know what it is. I think so.
0: It's every couple months. Yeah. I had to travel this time, so I didn't make it.
1: Sure. It's probably next month. I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, where are we? April? Yeah. Yeah, probably in May.
1: Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for, uh, sure. for coming to thanks this studio. Thanks a lot for asking. Yeah. Yes, sure. All right. Thank you for listening to episode number five of the Sunshine Sound Podcast. If you like what you heard, you can find more episodes at sunshinesoundcenter.org. You can also subscribe on iTunes to give us a rating or if you have any feedback to me or I want to recommend any guests or anything you can contact me at Christine with the C at sunshinesoundcenter.org Finally I just want to give another thank you to Tommy Bobcat for uh, help with the audio engineering and also for providing that sweet theme music So that's all I have for you today have a good one I'll talk to you again soon.